Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Hello, hello. I hope this day is finding you well. I'm excited to be back. We're doing another episode of Ask Mary Anything. Y'all were so wonderful and asked me so many questions. We're going to dive into that. We've got some fun questions. But before we do, are you on my email list? Takethestagepodcast.com. Resources, go there. And are you in the Facebook group? And you will find that Take the Stage Speakers just search it in Facebook and come on in. The water is fine. I want to thank you for responding to my request to ask me anything you wanted to know. Y'all asked some really good questions, and I'm excited to dive into these today. It was a fun experiment because I really thought I didn't have much else to say. But apparently, you have questions I've not thought about. So let's get started. So the first one is from Tiffany. Tiffany asked me the question. She said, have you ever had a moment on stage where you just forgot everything and were like, oh, how did you bounce back from that? Ooh, okay, Tiffany, let's get into it. Have I ever completely lost my place in pacing? Yes. And I'll be honest with you, it's happened more recent than you would guess. What happened? I was on a stage. I was filling in for someone and I was using her notes. That was my first mistake. I literally did not understand what one of these things said and I completely lost my train of thought. I almost panicked and then I remembered, you're the speaker coach. And I looked at the audience and I said, hey, in full transparency, this is so-and-so's notes. And I'm going to lay this down because I know the topic we're talking about. And I'm going to share what I know about it. Change the whole feel of that room. Because I was trying to be someone else and honor someone else's idea of what should be said on the stage for that group. And I couldn't do that. It's also happened where I am teaching and I am in a zone and I tell a story that is not a typical story. And what I mean by that is I was on a stage, it was a very large audience, and I'm telling a story that something that happened in the airport like two days before. And I'm in the story having fun and we're laughing and I realized that I am completely lost at that point. I thought, where in the world am I supposed to go? Why did I put this story in? So what did I do? I just kept letting the story unravel. And finally, ding, 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 I brought it back around. So yes, it happens. And here's what you do to help it not happen. You notice I said I kept going and it came back around. What happened is I hit a point in the story and a light bulb went off because I knew this message I was sharing so well that I was able to bring it back in. Now, it happened to me in the past when I didn't know the message and I rambled and I scrambled 
And it was awful. And this is why knowing your message is so essential because you want to be able to step on the stage with full confidence. So when you lose your train of thought, and you will, and you have that moment where you go, "Uh uh-oh, where am I? And that can happen. You are able to reel it in and come back fairly quickly. Great question. Thank you for asking that. All right. The next one is from John. Hey, John, we don't have a lot of guys here, but we do have some. He said, have you ever had an audience that you just couldn't connect with? And he shares a story about a time that he spoke to an audience and they just stared at him and he felt like he could never break through. Okay. Well, John, I don't know all the details, so I'm going to tell you a story of an audience that just about broke me emotionally. It was a tough audience. I was speaking to a group of people that were the average age was over 78. So these were people senior to me. I love my senior adults. Heck, y'all, I'm there with them. But it was a very different room. Everyone seemed to have their guard up. Now, in full transparency, I was speaking for a nonprofit, and I was up there to talk about the power of giving to this nonprofit. Now, that's a drawback in and of itself because people will literally fold their arms and go, I'm not listening to this. This is a sales pitch. So it's a heavy lift as a speaker to pull this through. But this audience was one of the toughest I'd ever had. The beauty of this audience is I got to speak to them three times. First night, it was just a quick intro. They got to know me. They were like, yeah, okay. You can almost feel the eye rolls. Second time, it was a little better. But the third time, I had cracked the veneer, but they never warmed up to me. I had a handful that were good, but it was a large audience of about 2,000 people, and it was tough. There are some audiences you will not win over. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You do what God has told you to do. You show up, you share, you be the magnificent speaker that you are, and you are warm and you are engaging and you use all of your skills, your body language, your voice, your tone to lean in, even when it feels like there are ice cubes sitting in the chairs in front of you. Don't allow their attitude or their lack of caring for what you're saying, impact your passion. It's so easy to do. And because I do speak on behalf of nonprofits from time to time, I get this. This is hard. And when an audience doesn't connect with you, uh, and particularly when I'm trying to share something that is amazing, and you are sharing something that is amazing. God has given you a story, and you know that this is transformational. Don't allow anyone else's apathy to affect the message and the passion you have for that message. You keep being and doing you. John, thank you so much for that question. That was a good one. All right, let's see. We have a few more. Okay, this is a fun one. And it says, has anyone ever thrown you a curveball question that made you uh, pause? (laughs) Yes. And I will tell you, it was not easy. In fact, because of that curveball question, I shut down 
Q&A for an entire tour once. The person asked a question that was highly inappropriate of a couple on stage. And I was the MC, the moderator of the Q&A. And this is when being an MC, this is when you earn your keep. First of all, we had two microphones in the audience, me on one mic and somebody else on another mic. And you didn't ask this question, but I'm going to let you know, you never hand your mic away when you're doing a Q&A. You hold the mic because you're able to take it away from them if they say something inappropriate. Well, the person manning the other mic did not do that. She handed the mic to this person and they stepped away from her, asked this very inappropriate question, which kind of created a, you know, that little nervous giggle that kind of went through the room. I'm panicking. I'm looking at the couple, seeing if they're going to be able to respond. They are literally mortified. And the person starts diving into why they're asking a very inappropriate question of this couple. And I'm signaling to her to get the mic. And I literally started talking over them. And I said, you know what? No, we will not answer that. That is not okay. And we just moved on. And I did tell the audience, I said, hey, guys, we're here for a great time. We want to have fun. But we also want to honor the people who have said yes to answering your questions today. And we want to honor them as human beings and as believers and as children of God and not ask them questions that are inappropriate. Now, on the other side, have I ever been asked a question that was kind of like stump the speaker? Yes. I've had people ask me biblical questions, particularly when I was younger, and I would just start rambling. And now I will look at somebody and say, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Particularly if it's something in a deep theological question, I'm going to encourage you to follow up with your spiritual mentor, with your pastor, with your leaders. That's a really interesting question that you want somebody to dig into that with you. Oftentimes when people ask you questions that are stump the speaker questions, it is to stump the speaker. And you aren't required to answer. I don't know is a perfectly good answer. All right, let's go to our next question. Hold on. Let's find it. Here we go. All right. Let's see. Here's one. This is from Sarah Jang. She asked, how do you get your message to connect to your audience? I feel like when I'm speaking, sometimes people just don't get it. I can see in their eyes that maybe they don't understand everything I'm talking about. Now, Sarah Jane, if we had the chance to sit down together, I would really want to know this. Tell me about your message. How many points are you covering? Oftentimes, we will put so much into a message that it is overwhelming. I see this all the time. And right hand, I've been the person that's done this very thing. More is not always great. Less is often more effective. Andy Stanley has a book called Communicating for Change. And it's one of my favorite books. I'm going to link it in the show notes because it talks about creating a simple message, a message of one point. When we try to unpack too much or tell too many stories, now, not that stories aren't fabulous, but too many different stories, say you open with a story of a loss, and then you go to a story that's about 
a deceit. And then you go to another story that's about unforgiveness. And these are all parts of your story. That's more than people can handle in one message. Singular message. What is the one thing you want to communicate? And who are you communicating it to? Here's another way to look at it. What problem does your message solve and how does God solve it? Remember, as communicators, our job is to share what God has put on our hearts. Now, sometimes that may be five different messages out of one lesson God's taught you. I've talked about my aneurysm story and how that changed the trajectory of my life. Now, I could get into the nitty-gritty and talk about so much around that story that I don't get into. I could talk about the fact that I had a secondary infection and ended up back in the hospital just days later to the point that there were plastic surgeons involved and all kind of things. We didn't have to do plastic surgery, but there was a lot of big things going on. I don't dive into that part of the story because it doesn't move the needle on the message I'm delivering, which truly is, are you doing what God's called you to do with this one life he has given you to live? So when you're not connecting to the audience, oftentimes it's because you shared so much information. They don't know which part to connect with. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to redo that message And I want you to talk about one thing. And then Sarah Jane, I want you to email me and let's work on it together because I truly believe that you've got a great message. And I know a little bit of her message, but I know it is very large and complicated, but let's make it easy to digest so that what God has done in your life and what he is doing in your life is easy for the people sitting in the seats to see themselves in the transformation that God has done in your life. All right, y'all, thank you so much for being a part of Ask Me Anything. We're going to do this again. And if you are listening to this episode and you're on my email list and you know you are, right? I want you to respond to any email, any email you get from me and say, hey, Mary, I have an idea. And that email goes directly to me. Hey, Mary, I want to know more or better yet, go in the Facebook group and ask a question. Tag me in it. If I don't respond in about two days, you need to comment and tag me again. What that means is I have missed your question. All right, y'all are the best. Have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you will find links in the show notes. And those can be found wherever you're listening to this or at takethestagepodcast.com. I'm Mary R. Snyder. And as always, I am here to help you craft a message that matters and take that message to the stage. Until next week, have a good one.